The title of my sermon this morning is called Imagine Heaven. It's taken after this book by John Burke, uh, the subject of a class that, or a discussion group that I've been in at my church. And this morning I would like to share some thoughts with you uh, that have come from the reading of this book. You're dead. Now what? Well, according to John, Bur John Burke, the author of Imagine Heaven, if you believe in God, you can look forward to an exhilarating future in heaven. How can he say that? And how does he back up his statement? Well, I'd like to share some of his ideas on that topic this morning as we imagine heaven. A few words about the author John Burke. He started out as an engineer and then went into full-time ministry. Over a 35-year period, he interviewed and read over a thousand stories of those who had experienced near-death experiences, or NDEs as he calls them. He chose to listen to people who had no motive to share their experience, and in fact, he found many of them were reluctant to talk about what had happened to them. And he also found, though, that NDEs do not deny what scripture says, but they add color to it, which I think is the most exciting thing about this book. Before we consider some of these experiences, let's talk about the near-death experience so we all have the same understanding. Consider as well that with modern medicine and resuscitation techniques now available to us, the prevalence of people being brought back from clinical death has soared. In fact, it is estimated that one of every 25 people has reported a near-death experience. In the group we have gathered here this morning, I would estimate there's at least one person who has had a similar experience. So here are some typical characteristics of a person who has survived a near-death experience. Separation from one's physical body, being more conscious and alert than normal with intense and generally positive emotions and feelings. Passing into or through a tunnel, encountering a mystical or brilliant light, encountering other beings, either mystical beings or deceased relatives or friends. Having a life review, encountering a boundary or a barrier, and then a return to the body or being aware of a decision to return. Doctors have asked patients who have been resuscitated about their experiences. What they have discovered is that people don't tell them unless they're asked because they don't want to be labeled as crazy. There are also some who consider these stories to be new age tales or satanic deceptions. To these people, John Burke reminds us that each individual near-death story is actually an interpretation of experiences that are beyond finite earthly language. I compare it to trying to write down what happens in a dream as you search for words to say exactly what happened and yet they're just beyond your comprehension. Gary Wood had a car accident and was killed instantly. He states, there was an explosion that a sharp instant pain seared across my face. 
There was a brilliant light that engulfed me, and I remember being free from all pain. I slipped out of my body. I was above the car now. As I began to ascend up through this tunnel of light, I felt such a tranquil feeling of peace wash over me. All around me, I could hear angels singing. He found himself at the edge of an incredible city. An angel nodded, and he was granted access to the city. The first person I saw was my friend John, who had been decapitated in an accident in high school. His death had been a haunting memory to me. When I saw him, I was overwhelmed with joy. He was just as I remembered him, only so much more complete. He ran and embraced me. Gary revived after being pronounced dead for 20 minutes. Due to his injuries, he has no vocal cords, yet he believes in a sign of what's to come. God did something that doctors say is impossible. Gary says, I have an x-ray that shows I have no vocal cords, yet I talk and sing. God's promise to those who love him is that there will be no more death or mourning or crying out in pain, for the old order of things has passed away. In heaven, then, according to these people that have survived near death, we'll have real bodies that can feel physical and will sense things, but all with a very heightened sense of awareness. Also, more importantly, you will be yourself, finally, the real you. Those with handicaps on earth will have none in heaven. Yes, the blind will see and the lame shall walk and run. What age will you be and others in your family and friends? Well, it seems that we each will appear to others at an age that is comfortable to ourselves and to others. Say you die at age 67, you may appear to others as a young 30 with all physical limitations gone. And I think for those of us of an elderly age, that's the most interesting thing we can hear. Four-year-old Colton, after his near-death experience, said to his family, Mommy, I have two sisters. And his, father, his mother, Sonia, corrected him, reminding him he only had one sister. But Colton repeated himself, insisting he had two sisters. No, I have two sisters. You had a baby die in your tummy, didn't you? When Sonia asked who told him that, he said, uh, wait, wait a minute, she did, Mommy. She said you died, she died in your tummy. Sonia was overcome with emotion. They had never told Col Colton about the miscarriage. It's okay, Mommy, Colton said. God adopted her. She said she just can't wait for you and Daddy to get to heaven. Howard Storm, an art professor who had a near-death experience, believes our main job to accomplish on earth is to love the people we are with. It might not be our only job, but it's clearly our first job. How do we know our unique purpose on earth? It always starts with loving and seeking God, then following his lead to love the people closest to us, and then using the gifts and passions he's put in us to serve humanity. Reading through hundreds of the near-death experiences, the author John Burke was struck by how everyone experiences a being of light 
that they describe is a love that would run toward them, embrace them, value them no matter what, and simply want them and welcome them home. Jeff left a scene of a fiery car accident to find he was in a different place, a place of joy. It was familiar, it was home, I felt real, but I was not injured, I was myself. One man spent 90 minutes clinically dead and said, I saw colors I would never have believed existed. I have never felt more alive than I did then. I was home, I was where I belonged. I wanted to be there more than I ever wanted to be anywhere on earth. One of the biggest struggles people have with the whole idea of heaven is the thought of being separated from the ones they love most. But those who get a glimpse of heaven agree on one thing more than anything. Love is the point of it all, and you will be with your loved ones. Don Piper's car was hit head-on by an 18-wheeler on a rainy bridge. Don was pronounced dead as his body lay trapped for over 90 minutes. He said about his experience, I was standing in heaven and became aware of a large crowd of people that rushed toward me people I had known but were now dead. Their presence seemed absolutely natural. Everyone smiling, shouting, praising God. I knew they were my celestial welcoming committee. The first person I recognized was my grandfather, Joe. He stopped in front of me, a grin on his face. Donnie, he said, his eyes lit up and he embraced me, holding me tightly. The crowd surrounded me, some hugged me, a few kissed my cheek while others pumped my hand. Never had I felt more loved. Another person in the group was Mike Wood, my childhood friend, who had invited me to Sunday school and was influential in my becoming a Christian. He was a popular kid in school, but was killed in a car wreck at age 19. His death broke my heart. As he slipped his arm around my shoulder, my pain and grief vanished. Other man, another man said of his time in heaven, my relatives, all deceased, were there. Even my grandfathers and aunts and uncles who had passed before I knew them. For my part, I'm looking forward to meeting my two grandfathers who passed away before I was even born. Another person said, part of the joy I was experiencing was not only the presence of everything wonderful, but the absence of everything terrible. There was no strife, no competition, no sarcasm, no betrayal, no deception, no lies, no murders, nothing contrary to the light and love, life and love. There was no shame because there was nothing to be ashamed of. There was no sadness because there was nothing to be sad about. It was all out in the open. The father of four-year-old Colton, who I mentioned before, Asked Colton, what did, he did when it, what did he do when it got dark when he was with his grandfather? And the little boy replied, it doesn't get dark in heaven, Daddy. God and Jesus light up heaven. It's always bright. The book of Revelation tells us, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine it, on it, for the glory of God gives us light, and the Lamb, Jesus, is its lamp. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of a sun, for the Lord God will give them light. Two things are experienced in the presence of, 
of this being of light, which most people tend to say is Christ. An overwhelming love and compassion and a review of one's life that starts with this question, what have you done with the life I gave you? All those who have experienced death were shocked to experience not only a living three-dimensional observation of their whole lives, but even their secret thoughts and motives. As scripture predicts, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in the darkness and it will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. George Ritchie, a soldier, said, what emanated from this presence was unconditional love. This love knew every unlovable thing about me. The quarrels with my stepmother, my explosive temper, every mean, selfish thought and action since the day I was born. And with this all-inclusive view came a question implicit in every scene, and it seemed to proceed from the living light beside me. What did you do with your life? The life review is simply a clarifying reminder that God knows everything about us and he will, we will all one day need to give an account. The highlight of heaven will be meeting Jesus. One person explained it by saying, Jesus is more beautiful, wonderful, and glorious than I can explain. Vicki, who had been blind from birth, described Jesus' appearance by saying, he embraced me and I was very close to him. And I felt his beard and his hair. He actually enveloped me. That's the only way, word I can think of to describe it. He had piercing eyes. Yes, I could see he had piercing eyes, like they permeated every part of me, but not in a mean way. It was like you couldn't lie about anything and yet I wanted to reveal everything to him. Four-year-old Colton told his parents, Dad, Jesus had the angels sing to me because I was so scared. They made me feel better. And when his dad asked Colton where he met Jesus, he replied nonchalantly, I was sitting in Jesus' lap. Vicki, the blind woman, said, It was like, you know, I could feel from Jesus his understanding and compassion about how I felt and why I did the things I did, like tear the buttons and lace from a fancy dress of another blind classmate. But then Jesus said to me, yeah, that wasn't too cool. And another woman of the Islam faith said, he didn't preach to me. He was just talking to me like another person, but with a beautiful and strong voice. It was revealed to me that he is truly the son of God and that he had died on the cross. All the pain in my life he already knew about, and he was already pleased with me. I was begging him not to leave me there. I need you, I told him, not wanting to ever be without him again. And he said to me in Arabic, I'm going to come back and get you. I could go on and on about our beloved pets being in heaven and about those who end up in another place. But I'll just say that if you want to hear more stories, please get a copy of this book, Imagine Heaven, by John Burke, and read them yourself. For me, this book was reassurance of the many promises of the Bible. If you believe your body will die, but your soul will not perish, but will end up in God's heaven for all eternity, how wonderful can that be? I can hardly wait. Let us pray. 
God of all souls, we hear of your many promises that we may be with you in eternal life, and we pray it will be so. In the meantime, guide us to loving relationships with your people so when it comes time to give an account of our life, we can do so with a forgiven and loving heart. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.